All right, Kay, I am so, so happy you have joined me today. And guys that are listening, you may or may not have seen Kay kind of over on my Instagram. I tag her randomly in Third Space stuff. Um, she is a master trainer at Third Space, and that's obviously how I know her. For some reason, she likes me and helped me get a job there. So thanks, <laughs> thanks for that, babe. Um, and she is, yeah, I'll let her tell you exactly what she master trains um, and a little bit about you, babe. So hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> exciting isn't it it is exciting thank you for uh, having me on oh mate honestly i feel like you've been a hard woman to pin down (laughs) (laughs) so busy aren't we all we're all so busy so busy perfect time (laughs) we're here um yeah so super quick like what's the the 60 second version of who kate maxi is (laughs) <laughs> right okay Kim Maxi. so as you said master trainer at third space um of strength and conditioning so basically that means that i just oversee look after a set of instructors that teach within our classes our concepts um and then coming up with some new concepts at third space so new class ideas all based around strength and conditioning in the studio and raffers it's obviously one of my top gals uh for that um i've been at third space now about 18 months before that i did pt um and then also kind of worked in boutique fitness a little bit more um and then previous to that kind of basically went to loughborough university studied sports science um and hockey which i'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more um has been a big part of my life so kind of played national level up until end of university and then was like career sports career what do I do um and then yeah went into PTing after a few different jobs um and that's about it that's me I love how like everyone's story for getting into the fitness industry is always I've done a few other things yeah yeah (laughs) and then I just I just realized that I really love sport and sport was where it's at yeah yeah my story is literally the same I'm like I had a master's and didn't know what to do with my life so I became a PT (laughs) It's so true. And you try so many. I remember I tried, I worked in events. I worked in sales because everyone's like, yeah, you'll be really good. Like people person. I worked in property. And I was like, I cannot sit at a desk all day. I was like, what can I do? And they were like, oh my God, we need to like send her out. Like there's too much energy. And I was like, can I make a career out of PTing? And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, right, I've just got to do this. We're going in. And then yes. of course, and then here we are. I love it. I do love it. I think as well, like PTs quite often get a bit of a stigma, like, oh, you're just a PT. And I think for me, like, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got an undergrad, I've got a master's, like I've got all these qualifications and I just want to coach people. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's such a difficult thing to go through, to be like, it's okay. You have permission to to do what you want to do and you still have a fantastic life and career yeah um so yeah it's been interesting okay so we're gonna backtrack just a little and um, obviously i kind of briefed you a little bit but the guys listening obviously it's all about kind of sharing real stories and just kind of giving a good overview on your background and you know some of the stuff that you've maybe went through in your journey obviously getting to where you are now mm-hmm. um so I'd love you to start a little bit about your hockey and your Loughra and yeah, playing for England, right? Which is quite cool. It's quite cool. <laughs> I'll let you have that. That's quite cool. <laughs> Thanks. We'll take that one. It's one of those now it feels like so long ago. But yeah, so always been super sporty, like at school. And then my sister, I've got two older sisters. They both played hockey. Um, and we were talking about it the other day, actually, how, that, how they were saying, you know, they were playing my sister, one of my sister's six years older, and she'd be playing a match, and I'd be at the side of the pitch at, like, four years old, apparently, being like, can I go play? Can I join in? And my mum would be like, no. 
Uh, yeah. um, so it's something that I've always always done, watched them doing, um, and was a huge, huge part of my life um, growing up. And then first started playing um, kind of national level, so got picked to play for England when I was 15. Nice. Um, so started from there, and it was pretty intense, like a lot of summers, I missed out on a lot of sweet 16s, um, and for me it was really, that was a big time, I think that's kind of where my dedication and kind of uh, ability to get up on our early mornings now and just get on with life yeah. um, and have that discipline kind of came from that, because I gave up a lot of kind of, you know, when everyone else was starting to go out meet boys I was playing hockey yeah. <laughs> um, and so I did that loved it really you know love that teamwork kind of aspect of it and have a lot of friends obviously from from hockey kind of played all the way up until end of uni so I went to uni didn't really know what I wanted to do so study sports science because I like sport yeah exactly cool. yeah although science didn't you do yeah. didn't you have like a sports studies option like yeah I could have done anything and I was like oh let's go for this really hard degree great <laughs> at Loughborough um, yeah, exactly yeah so went to Loughborough more so because I wanted to play hockey one of the best um hockey universities in the UK uh so I was like right that's where I want to go it's like the place that I've always wanted to go um so went there studied a little bit played a lot of hockey <laughs> and then we're still kind of playing university also playing England stuff. Um, so there was a lot of training. My yeah. first two years at uni, I would have three to four early mornings uh, trainings and then evening as well, whilst also trying to enjoy kind of having a bit of uni life. Yeah. Um, and trying to fit in, going out and drinking uh, without our coaches like noticing. Oh, I remember that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and early morning sessions, not feeling too fresh. Oh running gosh. up and down and they're like you've not been out we're like no <laughs> oh my god the amount of times i've thrown up doing bleep tests is yeah. unreal like i look back now and i'm like you were a disgrace yeah an actual disgrace like you get to like level eight on the bleep test and start throwing up like what even is that yeah. can't even get by level eight yeah we used to come in from night out get changed into our kit so yeah. in the morning when that alarm would go same, off same out that door <laughs> except ours was like netball dresses you know like literally lie in my netball dress and my bed like it's all gonna be okay and then I'd have like Ruth and Katie at the time and they would just like literally roll out of bed five seconds before training um and I'd be like on edge like not sure if I'm actually gonna go like hungover somewhere in between probably still drunk oh my gosh yeah pro athletes it's funny because I had Nat on um last week and we were chatting yeah. about it and Nat has a very different approach like she was like pro focused athlete on it yeah. I'm like just a different life <laughs> yeah it's funny isn't it and it, there's elements you know there were times we just had to get away from it we had such a strict program that you couldn't waver and it was like you have to be there you have to do this and then it would be like all right you're allowed out now yeah but it was we you know you're 10 girls who are all training at the same kind of level because obviously at Loughborough there's quite a few of us that were playing England so we were all kind of in it together yeah and at the same time we all wanted to have a life and you're 18 years old and yeah. you've been doing it for three years already and dedicating your life and you're like hang on a minute we're suddenly we want to do both and we want to be able to have this life and try and balance it as much as you can I think yeah I did all right with it. Some people did a lot worse trying to balance it one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but I look back at uni and I'm like, I still had an awesome time. 
but I still played a really cool, you know, level of sport and achieved stuff um, and came out with a degree, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got that qualification. It is funny though. Uh, it's so funny. I remember when I was doing my master's, I was studying like 15 to 17 year olds and it was more so in like swimming, tennis um, and girls football and it was looking at dropout rates around that age mm -hmm. and obviously like trying to like figure out for British swimming like why girls were dropping out I mean you we kind of like you know why girls are dropping out of sport at that age but it's like you ha had to kind of get the research to justify yeah. it and I remember doing all these interviews with all these girls and they were just like not interested they were just so like I've, I've got a boyfriend like took my mm -hmm. period like I don't want to be getting up at five o'clock in the morning to swim for two hours before school like yeah. I'm never and a lot of the time it was I'm never going to make it to the Olympics so what's the point like I'm only average what's the point yeah um and it's really interesting obviously yours is a different age yours is like the 15 onwards but I think mm -hmm. there's there's something around like doing that three to five years of competitive sport and then it just becoming an absolute toll because you yeah. have to sacrifice so much of life yeah and I think that comes down to I always remember so I when I made the decision that I was like right I'm done with I don't want to play uh like England hockey anymore um so I remember I still remember to this day calling up my coach and saying like I'm I'm done I'm out um and still something that I sometimes think oh like what would I still be playing when the girls won um gold at the Olympics I was like would I have been there and then oh. I was like do you know what where I am now I'm so much happier and that has been the only moment I was like hmm when obviously they're at the top but then you know I've got friends that play and yeah. the amount that they have sacrificed is insane but I'll always remember my coach saying there'll be those people Kate that aren't as naturally talented but they will be out in the rain they'll be out in the snow running and the they might not be as good, but they will be there time and time again. That's all. They've just got that one focus that that is what they're going to do. Yeah. And they will always like, it's that different mindset and you've got to be so in it in this elite sport kind of world that you have to sacrifice everything. Yeah. The girls I know that are still playing, um, you know, have, have a life that they love. And it's, I, you know, think they're amazing, respect them so much. But for me, I was like, right. I need to explore more. There's yeah. more that Kate Maxey can go and do than this. Yeah, I feel you because I'm a little bit later to the game, but I think that's like the transition I've had with bodybuilding over the last like year. I'm like, I can't track every morsel of food and be in the gym four hours a day anymore. I'm done. It's been five years of my life. Like, I just need to need to step back and figure it out. So yeah, I do totally see that. And it is a strange mindset shift to almost like accept it. And I know quite often I look back and people are like, oh, so what show are you doing next? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, am I going to get back in it? Am I going to do it again? Mm -hmm. um, so it is a difficult one. But it's just uh, so much love and respect that you made that decision. And then, you know, held to your guns. It's a difficult decision to make. Yeah. And I remember when I, when I did, I was almost like the catalyst. There was about five other, other girls that were then like, oh my, like, what am I doing? I don't want to do this. And oh then God. it was just like a rock. I know. I was like, what? <laughs> Your fault. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oops. Um, but now it's, I still play now and it's yeah. still play a good level, but I love it. And it's back to that point where I'm like, love the girls I play with. It's super fun. We train twice a week, play at the weekend. So it's still quite a lot, yeah. but I enjoy it. And the moment I don't enjoy it, then I'm not going to do it. I also love the fact that you still do all that given third space schedule like 
<laughs> that's it's mega like I always see on your story she's like hockey training tonight and I'm like how has she got time like are you still coaching hockey as well or are you just playing uh just playing okay so, yeah I'm glad definitely. you're not coaching mate because that would just be yeah. an absolute joke <laughs> yeah there's a line isn't there there so is one thing where we're like it, it takes over our life but we manage to kind of fill in other things to make sure we're really busy yeah and I was like well sorry I've got two hours free today that's not good enough yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness I love it okay so apart from that obviously the original kind of I reached out to you to get you home when you were going to be doing the speed project yeah. so obviously that was a bit of a well you tell me how was that how was yeah. that oh yeah so the speed project for those that don't know um is a run that is from la starts in la and then you run all the way to vegas don't panic i wasn't doing it by myself um <laughs> so it was a team of 10 of us um and you basically do it in a relay style so you might cover 5k at a time by yourself or 10k and then you just go in a relay all the way so it's 340 miles altogether um and for me it was one of the first like challenges so since stopping hockey when I was you know I was told exactly what I was doing when I was doing it what gym sessions it was always you know when there's a game and there was always that plan and then when I came out of that it was very much I want to do my own thing and I'll work out how I want to work out um and trying to find my own kind of way in that where I'm not yeah. being told you have to do this this and this and then I kind of got to a point where obviously quite a few years later where I'm like, okay, I still want something to work towards. Yeah. And I was like, everyone runs a marathon. I've never run a marathon guys. I've never run half a marathon. So I thought, I know I'll do this. <laughs> and run. I'm and fast. Run. I'm fast. It's way better. <laughs> yeah. Slightly strange decision, but I wanted to challenge. And this was like the perfect one because I was just like, it's a team. And for me, that is like everything because it holds me accountable because I will never let them down. Yeah. So if they're all out training, I'll be out training. If it's just me, then I'm like, oh, I'll have a rest day. Oh, yeah. maybe tomorrow. And it's, it's about having those people around. So um, when I heard about it and one of the third base members kind of approached me about it, um, I was overly excited when he was talking about it to the point that obviously he thought I wanted to do it. Sent me an email like, so you win. <laughs> cool I've got no excuse um, <laughs> why not why not so, yeah so then we kind of had it sadly because of all of this corona life um it's been postponed until uh October okay I'm still gonna do it nice um, hopefully fingers crossed or even if it's next year um something that yeah for me is like that challenge and having that kind of next step of upping my training yeah and I guess it's a bit like you going into like the bodybuilding it's about what can I do what can I kind of have that focus yeah um and being able to kind of push ourselves outside of our comfort zone where I think we like to do that yeah and so it's having that challenge where you're like okay I've got I'm going to push myself and work towards this in my training rather than I've never been one just to train for banter yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I am um, I think there's there's a certain you know personality type that is very goal-driven and mm. I see it all the time in clients and I know the difference between clients who are goal-focused and like outcome-focused yeah. versus those that are just a little bit like oh it would be nice um and it is such a like if you've got a disciplined like fixated mindset nothing will stop you and make you do yeah. it so I uh, was loving watching your training I won't lie it was entertaining more than anything oh so the <laughs> So I got up to, so we obviously it got cancelled about three weeks before. So I did that five by five. Five, yeah. And I started at something like 
I think it was like half five in the morning I did so every hour I'd do 5k um and then when it got cancelled I was like oh my lord that was a killer <laughs> I was like why oh, uh, it's all good you know it it was a good experience and so I'm just gonna smash it when it does come around. have you have you just like stopped training T- talk to me about that because <laughs> I feel like you're like oh well it's done I'll just not run anymore which is exactly opposite of what you're meant to do anyway yeah uh, actually, I did a 10k this morning. If you're pleased to know, congratulations! So like two runs a week, a short kind of more speed run, and then one longer. So I'm taking it easy, and then I'll build it back up. <laughs> Cancelled. Stop. Don't yeah. want to do this. All right, new challenge. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And yeah, I think it's just hilarious. I really hope it is on in October for your sake more than anything. But then that will mean you need to start training again soon. So. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. I'm sure it'll be fine. Back on that treadmill. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be good. It will be good. Yeah. It's mad. Okay. So I'm loving it. I am loving it. Um, (laughs) Also, I want to get you to dive into, so for the listeners, um, I didn't know this about you until probably just a few months ago when I seen your post um, about your thyroid and being in recovery and I was like oh my gosh so I've everyone listening like mine's is a completely different story but I've had a underactive thyroid since I was about 18 19 mm-hmm. um gained a lot of weight really depressed and I know myself like my mood is totally up and down and that's why kind of I am really focused on the food and the training and it's a big part of shaping why I do what I do and um, the foods that I eat and the sleep and kind of the message that I push to my audience so yeah are you are you up for chatting a little bit about that and just I mean when did it all start so it's one of those that now I look back so it was 2017 okay which um and I just randomly was training a client in the gym and then I was like oh I've noticed like a lump on my like throat and it was like nothing at all it was just like this weird slight little bump and then I was like like at the front of my neck then I forgot about it for a couple of weeks, didn't like notice it again, totally forgot about it. And then again, was lying on the sofa and then was like, I don't know, just like touched my neck and I was like, oh, it's like weird things slightly to the side of my kind of um, like the front of my neck. And then I was like, oh, it kind of like moves. Sorry for anyone, a bit gruesome. Um, <laughs> and I was like, what, what is this? So I like text my mum's a nurse and I was like, mum, I've got this like weird, like, what is that? And she was like, hmm not sure could just be like you're not feeling well it could be like a swollen gland um or something like that maybe go and get it checked out just in case so I went to the doctors and they were like mm, yeah this isn't normal so I was like oh okay um cool and then went on to had to have a specialist um who looked at it and was like oh like I think it's okay I think it might just be uh like a lump or um like nothing to worry about could be a bit of an ulcer or like something yeah that wasn't too sinister so I was like oh all right kind of just like going along with it because I felt fine all the time um so I then had a biopsy and the biopsy um at first they thought so they kind of took it from three points as I was having this ultrasound, but like anyone's been pregnant or had an ultrasound, they're just going to rub it over. Um, slightly strange sensation. Um, mm-hmm. And then took a little, yeah, like sample. And she was going, cool, this is massive. It's really big. And I was like, 
cool thanks <laughs> thanks babe really reassuring yeah. lovely woman but at the same time I was like okay I'm not quite sure how to take this yeah. <laughs> and so vibes came back they thought it was going to be um okay so but they were like because of the size we want to take it out you're not going to want to leave it eventually it will grow a bit even if it's not cancerous um so with your thyroid it's almost like a butterfly and then you can basically survive with half of it, survive. You can function with half of it. Yes. So I had one operation where they took half of my thyroid out and then it was going to be, let's see how it plays out. Um, hopefully your other, the other half will keep functioning. Um, so I went for a checkup and I remember this really vividly. that I've been shopping as you do um, in the day. And then I was meant to go and meet the girls for supper afterwards. So I went to my consultant. My mum was like, do you want me to come? And I was like, no, no, it's fine. Like, I'm all good. So I went and then sat down and he was like, so? And I was like, hmm. And he was like, so it's come back that the test has shown that it's cancer. And I was like, after. And I was like, not what I was expecting at all. Not what I was prepared for. Um because the biopsy came back fine and everything, I was like, oh, yeah, right. Um, and as he was talking to me, he, as most consultants are quite just to the point, he drew it out. He explained everything. It was very scientific. And I was like, right, okay, yeah, got that, understand it. Cool, what we're doing next. So he's like, so we're going to have to operate again and take out the other half. And I hate hospitals. I've got this real thing against them. <laughs> I've got a mum and a nurse, a sister that's a video, brother-in-law that's a consultant, but I'm the most squeamish person. I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And knowing that I'd have to go through that again, where I had to stay in overnight, I had a drain in, it just wasn't, you know. Yeah. There's a lot, people go through a lot worse, but I was like, that is the bit I'm dreading going through that bit again. Yeah. Um, and then he went, are you okay? And I was like, huh! <laughs> get back to the science and the facts so I can take that don't ask me emotionally how I am yeah <laughs> uh, it was rush hour and I was um seeing a consultant near bank and I came out and then I was there was obviously all just glass buildings around of course, and then yeah. I just found yeah. a little spot it was then glass I walked past it the next day I was like oh that's embarrassing and was just crying oh. and I was like I don't know what to do so I was like rang my mum and I was like mum um and then some really nice people were like, do you want a tissue? And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. And they were like looking at me like, is she all right? And I was like trying to compose myself. Yeah. But just the shock of it. And I was like, oh my God, like, I've got to go. And it was more the fact that I have to go and do, have another operation yeah. and go through that. But got over that, sorted my head out, was like, right, you're just going to have to do it. There's nothing you can do about it. So get on with it. There are yeah. people in a hell of a lot worse situations. Yeah. So had the second operation. Um, so you took that out. That was all fine. Um, and then had to have radioactive iodine. So again, it's a much, so they call thyroid cancer is like a good cancer because it's so treatable. So yeah. all you have to do is drink, they found out, these magical scientists, that if you drink the iodine, any cells of your thyroid left will absorb it. So make that radioactive and that will kill everything. Um, and it was very much an option. They were like, some people are totally against having anything radioactive, they don't want to do it. But at your age, etc., like, kind of, I'd do it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, 100%. So had to do that and then had to be in isolation for a day and then um, 
couldn't be near any small children or any elderly people um, for two weeks. And my boyfriend in our one bed flat had to sleep basically on the sofa for two oh, weeks. He couldn't be close to anyone. Um, it's basically like right now. Yeah, for <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, right now. It's like now. Yeah, it was like, I've, that's why I'm taking this okay. I was like, yeah. yeah, I know how this works. I've done this before. I get this. Um, and that was a bit of a strange experience. Um, like I remember, so I could go on the tube and stuff like that. So I got on the tube and then if there were small like kids or anything, I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting off. Or like anyone old, because I just didn't want anything as I'm like radioactive woman. Um, so I had that and then that's it really. Um, and then a few blood tests every kind of six months. And then I got the all clear officially like the end of last year. Um, that it kind of gone and then I just much like you probably do take thyroxin every day yeah boy loving life yeah loving life yeah and, you know it's one of those that now I'm like well if that's all I have to do for the rest of my life for that then cool yeah. and you it know? is it's that it's it's just medication take it yeah cool that's it you're fine you're healthy you're happy exactly. I uh, I just can't to have went through that you are such a positive and like bubbly personality that when I was the first seen it, I was like, you would just never know that about you. Yeah. You're just so like, yeah, positive all the time. And I suppose given that you've had years of sport and discipline and you yeah. probably had years of coaching and years of like, you know, getting your head in the right mindset and all this kind of vibe around staying positive. And, you know, obviously you talked about there you know, kind of saying to yourself, oh, just get over it. Like there's other people in worse situations. And I think we are so quick to do that to ourselves. Like, oh, there's someone in a worse situation. Like I'll be fine. And it is, it's almost like a coping mechanism, but in the same breath, like you're still allowed to feel and you're still allowed to be like, okay, this is, this is my life right now. And this is happening to me. But is there anything that you, you know, self-talk or kind of in terms of like keeping positive that you think that you, you kind of had to do at that time to keep you, just in a good mindset or were you very much like just focused on the the end and getting out yeah I think for me like so the longest I had at any point from the operations or from um having the radioactive treatment was two weeks off work and I came back whether I couldn't teach or whatever it was it was for me finding that routine again and getting back and I remember being so nervous coming back to work that first time because I hate that attention of like oh my god are you okay of those that did know yeah. and actually everyone was just great and it's having that support system for me was huge whether it was just being able to have a little cry to my boyfriend and I get like I'm all good I'm all good and then I'll be like oh life I can't and just being able to have this cry of like why has this happened to me and we all have those feelings of like why why do I have to go through this like what have I done wrong but you what it's kind of taught me is I can't you can't live like that because shit is going to happen to you yeah. whatever obstacle it is and it might be the smallest thing that impacts you hugely or it might be a massive thing we're all different in the way that we cope with certain scenarios and you can't always just compare yourself to others of even though it is like, oh, this person's going through it worse or this, like it can still be something small that we really struggle with. Yeah. But it's about going, okay, but I don't want this to take over my life and it's not going to define me. Every obstacle I feel like we can learn from and then develop 
or take whatever it is from it and be like, okay, how did I handle that? How can I improve on that? And being able to move on. So I was like, right, this isn't going to be something that I'm going to be like, oh my God, for years to come. It's going to be like, this was one part of my life that actually I learned a little bit more about myself. Yeah. I was able to let people in a bit more because I'm normally like, I got this, go, go, go. Um, and be able to be a little bit vulnerable and be like, oh, that really helped me. And then be able to go, okay, cool. What can I learn from that that I can now put into, you know, life in general? And being able to, time always keeps going, right? Yeah, exactly. It never stops. So I could either be really down about it or I go, I'm going to be as fit as I can, healthy as I can. It's still enjoy a bit of wine and chocolate as well. Don't forget that. Um, but just keep moving and trying to like live your life. However, yeah. you know. I sound. <laughs> I reckon I love it so much. Like it's it's so much in the message of what I chat about all the time in terms of yeah. I always go on about, you know, are you a victim or are you a survivor? And where's your mindset at in that, you know, but yeah, this happened to me twenty years ago. This happened yeah. to me five years ago. And really you know, I helping people get through that whole leave it behind you like learn what you need to learn from it but then move on and I think everything in this world I believe happens for a reason and it teaches us something whether it is you know a horrendous horrendous situation it teaches you to you know slow down or open up more or ask for help or look more at yourself um I think like I didn't I think it, I do think it still sounds quite woo-woo and I know I am quite woo-woo in my old days now but for me like it was off, obviously after I had my car crash I was like this has happened for a reason like yeah. it's the world trying to tell me Claire if you don't slow down like you're literally going to push yourself over the edge and I think just from that like I really had to step back and be like okay what am I doing in my life that's catalysting to cause these different effects and I think, yeah, it was very much a case of like, oh, we slow down, open up, be more mindful, allow people to come in, find space. Um, and there really is a huge message in learning from whatever hardship you've went through, um, no matter how huge it seems at the time. So you are an absolute inspiration, mate. Whether you like to, you know, wear that or not, you just want to hide away from it. Um, huge respect to you just for even just sharing it and talking about it and you know, there's so many people probably listening right now that have either got someone in their life or had a possible relatable experience. Yeah. Um, and it is how you manage it, right? And how you can keep yourself on track. So huge, huge love. On that, obviously, like my experience with thyroid is you've really got to be quite mindful about what you eat and how you exercise and, you know, looking after yourself. So where are you at on that kind of side of your journey? Has it changed much? Has your, has your relationship with food changed at all? Has your beliefs around exercise changed at all? Or have you managed to stick pretty much, Maxie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those, I think I was quite lucky in the way that we found kind of my like level. So there's all different uh, like grams that you can have. Um, and I'm sure we we're on different ones. Um, and, I think I was maybe it was just quite lucky that when I had it out then I'm because I went straight on it and my thyroid I didn't have any function there wasn't a level where we're trying to battle with it half working or not it was yeah. we just need to get you on to the pills and get you going so now I take 175 um, of those every morning and it seems to work quite well I would say the only thing I find is that 
but I've always kind of done this is that I can go, go, go. And then I sleep for about like 20 hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel, yeah. You've, you've and seen I'm, me, you've seen me when I need a 20 hour sleep. I'm like, yeah, right. I just can't. Okay. Yeah. Can't. I'm really listening. I'm engaging right now, but I just need to go home and go to my bed. She sits there just like eating something, like nodding. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Time to go sleep. Um, but for me, it's, it's all about, I'm not about like big diets. I'm not about training. You've got to train how it makes you happy. And this is something over quarantine. I've really like realized I was like, I need to train and I've got to do this because I can't come back the fat PT. Right. <laughs> oh gosh. Let's <laughs> not even get into that. <laughs> But I literally don't have any weights. I have nothing. And I'm like, what do I enjoy again? What do I want to do? This is a time of like no pressure as well. So I think it's so important, especially I haven't done anything particularly changed in my training um, or in my diet um, since uh, everything happened. I've been on the thigh thyroid, but I think I've had years of being pretty healthy and exercising. So we can kind of get away with it. The more you've done it, the more you can get away with different stuff if you've been unhealthy all your life and then suddenly a month you are like on a really strict diet and you're struggling then of course you're going to be because it's just such a big change yeah. um whereas always kind of keeping i'm very much about finding that level of what works for you i don't think there's one particular way or one diet or one um exercise choice that works for people it's about finding what works for you so i love to do a little bit of running i do <laughs> um, you're, you're not lying to me mate yeah a couple of um like one hit session and then i've been really enjoying doing my strength training but having time to just like chill and you know go through doing a bit more strength work even though i've literally got resistance bands but still getting it done it's good though um, but doing like a slightly longer session having tunes banging um being out in the sun a little bit and going through that so for me it's so important to find what you love if it's doing zumba and you work a really good sweat up go and do zumba you will yeah. never find me doing that because i have no rhythm mate your coordination is outstanding i don't know what you're talking about this girl on the beat you should see her she's great <laughs> i'm not quite yet Rafa's has that crown and we'll always have that crown <laughs> trying I'm it's trying. gonna happen oh, but that's what you should be using this time for like nailing your on the beat skills so you come back doors to third space open and maxi's like up front and force like yeah. i've got this <laughs> let's keep you doing that I'll, uh, <laughs> we're a perfect team on this we're a perfect team. Oh, Christ. um so yeah so just about you know i'm very much um eat healthily so like i really make sure that my meals and stuff super healthy and when i say super healthy i just mean having protein loads of veggies and then i'll always have carbs favorite meal pasta pesto oh yes big love oh i'm my not gosh. about don't eat carbs i'm not about don't have any sugar i'm like if you love chocolate You've got to have your whole life, right? Where you don't want to ban yourself for what, three months of not eating chocolate because you are going to eat it at the end of the day. So how about finding a way that works for you that you can continue doing for your whole life yeah. where you eat a little bit less. Yes, we can't get away with having an Easter egg a day. Sadly. <laughs> are you sure? No. Um, oh. But finding that level that it's like, okay, well, what can I do? Is it a little one of the smaller, you know, bars that you have that? Or what is it that you can still be happy? Or if you love your wine, having wine, great, do it. But find what you're happy to drop instead. So yeah. you kind of find that level of that balance, really. Um, my mother has always said all in moderation. And that's not yeah. really, I'm not about moderation. I'm like, all in, 
I'm all, I'm all out. But as I grow wiser in my old age, she is right. It is all about moderation. <laughs> it is so hard though. I'm such an all-in personality on everything. Yeah. Apart from food. <laughs> yeah. Apart from food. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. I love it. I'm trying to think if I've asked you everything I wanted to ask you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just what's, what's up next? Obviously we know we're kind of in this little bubble for yeah. the next few weeks. You are not in London right now. You're at a beach somewhere. That's all I know. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a beach. I'm enjoying the beach in Suffolk, so literally right on the beach, which is super nice. Um, I'm just really embracing this time at the moment. We're so used to running around London at 100 miles an hour, going from one class to another, doing a hit class, doing this. And it's actually just like a really good time where I've been like, whoa, what am I doing? Like, is this sustainable? We preach about, I preach about this balanced life. I preach about doing all this. And there's me like going a million miles an hour. Um, and so it's going to be when I come back about finding that balance and finding yeah. about, okay, actually, when do you say no? Because we're not great at saying no. I say no. Yes to everything. <laughs> but about finding that and being able to come back a little bit stronger and having a little bit more of that, that balanced lifestyle where, we find that we love it, everything that we do. Like, we're so lucky with our jobs, we love it. Yeah. Every day we get inspired by our members, motivated by them, so much so, even though they're always like, you motivate us, like, they motivate and inspire us, I think, to do what we do. Otherwise, we wouldn't do what, do it. So it's like finding that a little bit more and being able to bring, I think, back a little bit more of me to them. Yeah. If that makes sense, rather than just it being a tick list of, yeah, cool, done that, go, next. Tick, done that. And actually kind of embracing everything a little bit more, but finding that balance. I'm excited to see how people have changed over this time. I think yeah. a lot of people are going to be a lot calmer. Yeah. And I am excited to just see the shift in people. And, yeah. you know, yeah, how people react or respond when they are thrown back into, yeah. oh, I can't wait to go back into Riverside. I miss it. I dream, I dream about Riverside and that cycle studio all the time. Do you? Yeah, actual dotted, just miss Riverside. I just, I need that like burning connection. And obviously, I, I assume you're with family right now. Yeah. Obviously, I'm by myself. I've got yeah. two flatmates that will not an engage conversation. Like the only time they'll talk to me is to tell me to turn the bass down. Um, <laughs> Outrageous. Excuse me. Excuse, excuse me my members are loving this so chill out yeah, yeah. So chill out so yeah it is interesting that i'm uh, definitely excited to get back into a little bit of normality with it all um what i want to ask you i'll ask you about two closing questions one is are you doing anything right now that's not technology based that's helping keep you active like so i've been chatting to some different people and it's like but what can we do that's not on our phone or not on the computer or like not I don't know yeah on a screen so what sort of things are you doing are you doing anything so I am actually reading loads nice so I've become a little bookworm I'll tell you um but like rather not on a kindle not on your ipad actually reading a paper book yeah. whether it is fiction non-fiction whatever it is I found that allowing myself like I have an hour in the morning where I'll sit in the sun with a coffee and read a book and Gosh. I just find that amazing and it might be something that helps you for work or helps you for life or it might just be a book about some like tra trashy little you know people living up the life that you you know you want to read <laughs> yeah 
whatever it is, is like finding those moments. And also I've been doing like walking a lot more because the weather's so nice is getting out and making sure that if I'm trying to make sure that I'm getting my steps up every day. So even if I'm not working out and don't work out every day, but I'll make sure that I am moving. And so I'm getting out, walking lots um, and cleaning the house a lot. That guys, chuck on some music and get cleaning. I need to clean like not even funny every day I'm like checking my email to see if our cleaner's coming back soon <laughs> I'm like someone needs to come and deal with this flat get your step count gets up I get a little bit of sweat on sometimes you really get hoovering I love it what books have you been what books are you reading or what have you read or where are you at so I have um what's that one um how to be a badass yes Vincent Sarah yeah I have literally every single person that follows me on that book. I even have, yeah, you'll know Will. I even have Will on that book. It's like, Will, read this. He's yeah. like, really? I'm like, I don't care. Don't care if she says girl on every page. Read it, get it into your head. The way it's written is it doesn't take it too seriously. A lot of these, like, I'd class it as like a self-help book. But some of them I find really, like, a little bit too much. Like, write down this, write down that. And I'm like, well, whereas this is just a little bit, like, bullshit free and to the point. And she kind of takes the, the piss with it a little bit. So yeah. definitely read that one. And the other one I read, just finished, was Brené Brown. Nice. Um, Dare to Lead. Yes. Really Have you watched her Netflix? No. Get on Netflix. Ah. Search Brené Brown. Get it done. Change your life. Okay. Yeah. Change your life. Yeah. Anyone listening, get on Netflix. Brené Brown will change your life. Have you watched Tiger King? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Awful, but, like, good. I haven't I'm watched it yet. That that you have to watch it, but that that life is <laughs> like done in current time. You're like, what? Huh? Actually, like that? There still mental. I just keep seeing people being like, um, did she obviously did she do it? Like we've yeah, all we've I all did yeah we've all dated a man that we would feed to a tiger like <laughs> yeah I, all that chat. I'm like, this is too much. I need to watch it. All you cool cats and kittens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you so so much for giving up your time in the sunshine and for coming on and chatting with us babe um it's been an absolute pleasure and i'm so happy to have had you on yeah um, thanks for having me as a parting message for the guys listening oh, she's like what what are you gonna do to me now um basically i just ask everyone at the very end if the guys listening were to take one piece of advice one piece of inspiration motivation something that's helped you in your life whether it's been in a dark time whether it's been in a time when you just need an answer um what piece of advice first comes to mind for you that you think would maybe change the pace of someone's day-to-day so i would say my biggest bit of advice is that in life obstacles are going to come your way so there's always going to be whether it's something small in your plan that you had for the day it's never going to go to plan so that graph of your life of where you want to get from A to B is never going to be that straight line. There is always going to be those ups and downs. And if you have that in your mindset, then you're just able to slightly change the path. So you might just be getting to be in a slightly different way to what you had in your mind. But being able to accept that and then take on that new obstacle or challenge and be able to take it on and then overcome that, you'll actually grow further from to that B. So just taking on anything that comes your way, change that mindset of, oh my God, what do I do? Into, okay, I can do this and take that on. Yes, it's not about the outcome, it's about the process.
Exactly. Boom. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So buzzing. So buzzing. You're <laughs> freaking babe.